All right, and we are rolling. This is uh, next. This is an episode of Totally Normal Politics. I'm Nick, America's toothpick, and boy is that mouth dirty. And I'm here in the studio with uh, uh, Vitali, America's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we've got a lot of table scraps in this. <laughs> <laughs> all just stuck in the mustache stuck in the stash stuck in the teeth and and then we're here to get in the nitty-gritty of it america is the mustache and we're gonna find out what's stuck in but that mustache of america but don't you brush with colgate because you know what nine out of ten mothers approve we're that other mother <laughs> fucking right <laughs> we don't we, we're not we don't jive with crest game we don't play that Colgate-ish. We scrub our teeth with activated charcoal and, and, and lavender oil. Yeah. <laughs> we swish. You ever read about Indian swishing culture? Put a bunch of oil in your mouth and swish it around. What kind of oil? Any old oil. <laughs> Whale oil, castor oil, mineral oil, gun oil. You got it. <laughs> you can find some gun oil. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> you know, I don't like the sound of those crooked media boys so man i've been having a rough winter and i think it might be friendship over with pod save america yeah i've been losing interest in them recently it i i heard the most insane conversation let me pull up the episode so that i can get the exact stats because i do not want to sound like an idiot in front of everyone, in front of all my friends, but on their Pardon Me episode, they have an interview with Dan Wagner, who is explaining to him, wait, let me make sure this is the right one. Did they interview two people? Yeah, they're interviewing Dan Wagner, and he's explaining to Dan Pfeiffer all of the intricacies of polling errors and having to learn about the demographics have been like, yeah, you know, it's actually everyone says you should have spent more time in South Florida, but it's not that simple. And I get Dan Pfeiffer. Dan Pfeiffer's in the room and he's like, I got to listen to this guy talk. I got to listen to him flap his gums. He's my guest. I booked him. I will look like an idiot if this guy sounds bad. But hearing this guy, this top Obama's data guru, as they call him, and you use that word guru. And I'm going to start digging into your shit, bro. I'm going to put on the latex gloves. I'm going to start digging in your shit. And hearing him say, yeah, you know what's funny is it took us a half billion dollars to realize that extremely high production value commercials highlighting Donald Trump's flaws weren't reaching the African-American and Latino communities. We, what we did find was making commercials using members of that community with lower production values, but with a positive message of how you could make change in their lives. We found that very late into the campaign, that is the message that was best resonating with that, with that block of voters. And I hear this and I say, Biden is going to lose so hard in 2024 this this is all over. The Democrats are done. The, we're, we've screwed ourselves. It took them a half billion dollars of Mike Bloomberg's money to realize that having Robert De Niro or 
Drew Carey. I, having all of these celebrities tell you that Trump's an asshole doesn't reach anyone at all. Anyone who doesn't own a yacht, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure all of these polo-shirted ads worked really well at your clam bake that you were having. <laughs> at, 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 the, at the Yeltonshire or wherever the fuck you go to. But it they didn't realize that shit wasn't working in Miami until like March. Until like March, April, they were like, oh, what? Oh, and I'm blown away by this. I can't believe this is these. This is our data guru. I don't know. I don't have other gurus in my life. I've got to believe this guy's a fucking <laughs> like smart guy. This is insane to me that these are the people running our ad. Ca- this is why we lost 14 seats in the house. Yeah, this goes to show you. I think. I mean, it kind of goes to my complaint towards crooked media recently too. Is crooked media just kind of represents like the out of touch liberal crowd. Like they've been, I don't know, out of t- at the top for so long that they have like forgotten what poor people think like, what the majority of their democratic base thinks like. Right. Like they just have no idea. It's like when the Covington rally thing happened and that kid was seen at the rally with the, you know, the MAGA hat smiling in front of the Native American chief guy. Yeah. And it's not even the people that were like, that kid's an asshole or... That guy shouldn't be like whichever side of that. There were people that were like, politicizing your child is abuse and should and your child should be taken away. And that there's like a crowd of people on the liberal side who are very like your child should be taken away. And then I'm like, you don't know how the foster system works at all. <laughs> like you can't. You guys sound so crazy. You, and I, yeah, there are a lot of people that always do that. I, I that comes from liberals all the time. They're like, "Your child should be taken away. How how could you do this?" Yeah, they're like, you, you, that child should be that's child abuse. And it's like, even if that kid's getting like black eyes weekly, it's probably still better than the foster care system. <laughs> yeah, <And> probably. <laughs> but I see that. And so I'm listening to Dan Pfeiffer talk. Keep in mind, in between five-minute reads of Dan Pfeiffer telling me to buy some fucking nature candy bar that he doesn't eat because he eats diamonds and squid hearts because he's like a billionaire. (laughs) Because he he married some heiress or something. Yeah, they're they're all well off. Is it Dan Pfeiffer? One of them is married to like uh, a member of the Koch family. Yeah, one of them, he married into oil money, just like Tucker Carlson married into Salisbury Steak gravy money. (laughs) And it's infuriating to hear this guy say, like, yeah, you know, I we run into stuff like that with crooked media all the time, too. And we were trying to get out the vote. We we had to learn things like that. And I hear him indulging this guy because he doesn't want to just say you sound like a fucking idiot, man. It took you a half billion dollars to understand what black kid. You didn't just think the. If I had to get a message out to anywhere and I had millions of dollars, I'm just going to go to whatever high school, find the coolest kid in that high school, and pay him to say whatever the hell I want, you know? They didn't think to do something like that. <laughs> they, oh, we got to reach young Mexican kids. And it's like, well, let's get like a young, cool Mexican guy and make him 
like a part of our political campaign. They didn't think to do that. No one thought to do that. There's so many obvious. There wasn't a national. They had that one press conference, remember, where the the singer of uh, the song of the summer two years ago, Despacito. Oh my God. Was hanging out with Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> Joe Biden loves Despacito. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, I think Dan Pfeiffer didn't call him out on that because. He probably, I don't know, agreed with him. He was probably like, yeah, you're right. It is like, hard to understand. <laughs> Black people are a tricky dicky, aren't they? <laughs> was it Dan Pfeiffer who was questioning him just to be? Yes. I don't want, okay. I, I just got so mad, and I realized how out of touch these people are. And I'm freshly, for the people listening at home, I, I snorted a fat rail of fire Pelosi right before we started <laughs> recording like i've got a pile it's 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 probably a a chest high pile of just the finest colombian fire nancy pelosi sitting on this table in front of me and i can't help to do a key bump every couple of minutes because i need her to be gone she it's she's done man like why is she she's just hanging around for no reason there are people who still think of her as a uh, political mastermind how because we, because uh, she, she, how many seats did she lose? She this played, go around. She played Trump like a fiddle. Did she? No, but someone said that. People. When, how, how many? How many seats did she lose? When Nick? when Pelosi was strong arming Trump on the stimulus deal, where it was like two and a half trillion, and then Trump's like one trillion, and she's like one point eight. And he says, okay, and then she's trying to hold out for more before the election. And then, you know, Trump says, we're not going to have any more stimulus talks. And everyone's like, ooh, Pelosi's playing Trump like a fiddle. And now here we are where the Dems might be forced by Mitch McConnell. Be, well, to pass a $900 billion stimulus. And that's half as much as we could have gotten. Yeah. I don't know if these numbers are good or bad. I... I am not corrupt enough on either the Democrat or the Republican side to understand who wants what numbers in this bill to go up or down because I'm sure that this is a this bill is evil. And, and it would have been evil regardless of who wrote it. This bill is not going to come and save us. This bill is going to somehow fleece our children out of their future money so that carnival cruises can continue. I know that. I know that that's what's coming. Because I'll never get what I want in a bill. Every day of my life that AT&T and Verizon and Comcast draw breath, I'm like, well, I know that the, the government's not working for me. The bill is actually going to combine AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon into one entity. <laughs> and so Mitch McConnell's like, the Democrats want money for big businesses in there. And yet the Democrats are saying Mitch McConnell wants to give big businesses health care protections so that they can't be sued. It's it's two Spider-Mans pointing at each other saying, you're in the pocket of big business. And I don't know I don't know who to believe. Mitch McConnell's like, I don't want to pass any stimulus. I don't know why, but I want everyone in Kentucky homeless. <laughs> and, and Nancy Pelosi's like, we got to spend like $3 trillion because we got to save everyone. But it's like, how much of that is going to direct payments to people? And it's like, well, like $500 billion of it. And it's like, well, wait, what's that other $2.5 trillion? What's going on? What's happening? I, I, yeah, we've got to give money to the schools. And I guess we've got to give money to small businesses, maybe. But 
I'm reading now that what 30 40% of the paycheck protection plan money went to 5% of businesses that applied for it. Yeah, the largest businesses got most of the money. And so I don't know I I, I I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm out here. I'm surrounded by Visigoths. I've got a sword and a shield. And I'm like, I'm trying to just be a good American. I just want things to work, man. And I don't know what's happening. Like, there's so much money being taken out of my wallet in the future. And I don't know how to defend against it. And I know that it's going to be... Sto- I, 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 don't, I know both of them are stealing from me. And that's what's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the stimulus bill should just be like they could just send every regular american two thousand dollar check every two weeks the economy would blow up everything would be fine regular americans blowing money left and right <laughs> like just do it just send us all a check come on it would do so much more you like you know the restaurants wouldn't go out of business if you were sending us checks because we'd be ordering takeout all day Right, and now you've got all of this hypocrisy occurring. You got Gavin Newsom showing up at restaurants, eating six hundred dollar a plate meals with his fancy pants friends, talking about they're all passing around pictures of Kim Gilfoyle's butthole. It's it's terrible. It's a bad scene. You've got the mayor of San Francisco. She's caught eating at a restaurant, having a family dinner with like six of her friends. Can we talk about uh, Gavin Newsom real quick? We so can always talk trash on Gavin Newsom because, be, be, you know what? I hate ever since Arnold was the last good governor. <laughs> so I was thinking about this this week. So um, in a few episodes, we've we've we spent our time talking some trash on uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. but I I often forget that Gavin Newsom was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. A man that was married to her has got to be just as fucking batshit crazy, right? Oh, Gavin Newsom's absolutely depraved and probably imports child blood from Argentina to put in his veins. I think that he's an absolute sociopath, and I am against these virus— I hate the virus. I want it to be over. I'd love for the country to just give everyone like two grand to stay at home for two weeks. That said, if you are in California, if I were in California, you better believe I would absolutely be protesting the lockdown with everything I have because I would be saying these Nancy Pelosi's going and getting her fucking hair done. Gavin Newsom's going out and getting dinner with all of his friends. These people are flying around the, the country. The mayor of Austin, Texas was on holiday in Cabo tweeting that you all should stay home. Like these people are assholes, and the fact is, I don't think that these lockdown. We are dealing with such a crazy thing right now in the country, where we're witnessing the poor just being culled. Where the top five percent are like, we're super rich, we're fine. If we do get sick, we can get a vaccine. We can get a vaccine that's not even FDA approved right now, which is super crazy. Because then it is literally just no rich people, (laughs) 
rich people have an absolutely different medical system than the poor. And the poor are dying the most from coronavirus. The poor are the ones who have to continue interacting with people because the poor are the ones who've run the grocery stores and the elementary schools. And so we're actually just witnessing a culling of America where the rich are sitting back and saying, no, we need, we need the one million sickest and poorest in America to die. We, I, I absolutely think that a significant portion of our government, I'm saying like 20, 30 percent, absolutely think that. Right yeah, now. so my – what's kind of uh, – They want us dead. What's troubled me about what's going on in California – so California has had like the strictest lockdowns probably in the nation. But it's like California is on its own as a state like the fifth largest economy in the world. And they're locking down these restaurants. They're not sending people out checks. But California has the mo- – they should have the money to be like, listen, every restaurant worker that we just made unemployed, here's $1,000 a week. Just stay home. Everything will be cool. They could do that. Why aren't they doing that? Because they don't give a fuck. Like yeah. Gavin Newsom – Gavin Newsom's going to get a check. He's going to have money. He's – you know, he could be locked down for a year and he'd be fine. He's still got these people are still flying around the country, if not the world. These people aren't being affected by this as like Gavin Newsom maybe can't go to like China right now. But if he wanted to go to England for some fucking reason, I he would. The the biggest thing is affecting them. And I, I don't even know if I don't even know if super rich people's restaurants are shut down, you know? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, well, actually, when you're like Jeff Bezos, your restaurant is still open type shit. Well, yeah, wasn't, was it Nancy Pelosi? It was another Californian Democrat that was caught like at a vineyard in a restaurant that like opened up for them being there. Yeah, I, I this stuff's not like affect some of these people own their own planes. This stuff's not affecting them and they don't give a shit. And so I I I don't well, want yeah, cuz even the leaders in our own party uh have are all very wealthy. And we learned during this pandemic that the people at the top, I mean, they basically tripled their wealth during the pandemic. And the and then if we push back, the only real pushback that's going to happen is that a bunch of nurses and doctors are going to lose hours at at the hospital. It's not going to affect Gavin. You can't hurt Gavin Newsom unless unless someone takes matters into their own hands. Is that what I'm suggesting here? No. Or is it? Maybe. It's not. Take it into your own hands. Send him a letter. <laughs> a letter full of bullets. <laughs> But then it says, hey, Gavin Newsom, wouldn't it be crazy if a crazy person <laughs> had these bullets instead of me? Just some guy who's sending you a letter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a letter full of bullets. <laughs> but <laughs> Smiley face at the end. Right? But yeah, I'm, I'm losing... I hate these elites, and I know... I know I had the horse blinders on for the last four years. I was like, we've got to defeat the enemy. So for now. But now that we've won, we realize how much we hate our own party. Yes, we we were having an at what cost moment. Because now we're looking at all these 
fucking yacht club, Rhode Island, boat shoe wearing motherfuckers that surround us. And we're saying, is this who we want to be? Obviously not. Do you do we want to be eating cottage cheese off of a toast point as we watch our sons play Baccarat? I hate cottage cheese, man. Yeah, that's because you're an American. <laughs> it's because you love this country. <laughs> I I but yeah, crooked media. Friendship over. You guys are assholes. And I'm sorry, you don't realize but you guys are you need to hang with some poor people. You guys just need to drink some grape Fanta out of a plastic cup for once in your fucking lives. Jesus. They're so weird. It's like, it's weird hearing them talk. I feel like they're not even friends. Like, they're, they're robots. Like, they go cross-eyed when they're in the room together, and they don't look at each other when they talk. They all just sit down and look directly forward, and they have, like, the whole episode, but they don't actually look at each other. <laughs> Am I talking out of turn here? I mean, no, I crazy. mean, yeah, they're, they're out of touch, man. I thought that for a long time. Like, <laughs> I told you the story of when uh, one of them was talking about how the Obamacare like fun that got taken out of your taxes if you didn't sign up for insurance they're like that was nothing it didn't matter but it's like all of us <laughs> it was just who, like you know seven eight hundred dollars or something yeah you know? all of us regular people we were fucking flaming pissed that we lost like seven hundred dollars a year for a couple years until that got taken away i was happy when trump came in office and was like all right we're done with this seven hundred dollar <laughs> Right. One of them was, like, casually talking about being on, like, a first-name basis with, like, Benjamin Netanyahu or something. And it's like, do you think people are impressed with you? No one cares about – dude, we have Instagram. You could post a picture of you punching out a grizzly bear on the moon. Half of people would think it's fake, and then the people that think it's real wouldn't be impressed. Dude, the workers of uh, hotels around the world despise Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife. Really? So apparently, because they fart so loud. No. So apparently, Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife never do their own laundry, and every time they travel um, abroad, they always bring like ten extra suitcases each full of dirty laundry, and they make the hotels do their laundry for them. So like hotels in like New York, fucking L.A., um, pro- other countries like Vancouver, you know, wherever they're at. But there have been so Netanyahu has been being investigated by the Israeli government for like corruption and taking bribes and shit. Oh, finally! So one of the things they're investigating is the insane amount of government money he spent on getting his laundry done in four <laughs> hotels. It was it's it was an insane number. It was like three hundred thousand dollars a year, something stupid. That <laughs> you know, we need to bring back Saddam. <laughs> Got to figure out a way to get him back over there. Get, bring him back to life and get him back. We got a clone. I know we've got a Tupac clone Come and a Britney on. Spears clone. We've got a Saddam Hussein clone. No, no. He was a Batman. We've got all those Will Smith clones. Dozens of them. <laughs> Just, what? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, can, we can do something with this. 
But moving on. Stop the steal. Stopping the steal. We've got to stop the steal. It's I'm the seeing these signs everywhere, Nick. I was driving down the interstate, and I saw 10 signs in a mile, all on cardboard, spray-painted, hammered to trees. Exactly, because this election was stolen, and we need to do our best as good Americans to stop it. That's why I say that we all need to boycott the Georgia election. If you're a Republican, listen to this. It is your duty as an American, as a Christian, and as a Georgian, as a Georgian, you don't an American get, Christian you, Georgian. You don't just get all that blues music. You don't. There's a price to be paid, and that price is allegiance to the flag. And so you owe it to us to sit out. This it's front. a rigged election, Nick. Have it, you have you heard? It is rigged beyond repair, and you're engaging. You are engaging in the fraudulence if you voted. Yeah, you're, you know, you're taking part in it. You're participatory in a treasonous sedition scandal. And if you're going to stop the steal, you cannot take part in the steal. Exactly. Yeah. It's as clear as day. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And <laughs> the rain of the steal being hidden from us. I can see all <laughs> obstacles in my way. And one of them is this, this, is the steal. Not just this election, but all elections. They're all rigged. The fix is in for 2022. Sit that one out. The fix is in for 2024. Listen, Kamala's already... I, I, I'm reading the tea leaves. Oh, I'm a Democrat looking at my crystal ball. But Kamala Harris wins 2024, dude. So just sit it out. It's done. Save the gas money. Don't be like one of those assholes with an I voted sticker. You know? All right, now, if you're still listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all, all the Democrats, this is the secret. This is the secret part of the podcast where we, where we talk about actually voting. So this is insane. This is really fucking funny what's happening right now in Georgia. The Republican Party, I mean, it's not insane because I would push Nancy Pelosi into a wood chipper. So I can only imagine what Republican internal tensions are like right now. But you've got Ellen Wood on a stage in front of thousands saying you need to, to, to thunderous applause. You need to sit this election out. It's it's fraudulent. Boycott the election. How many people are in that audience? Like a thousand? Is that a thousand people not voting now? I, I, I it needs to be more. <laughs> It's been wild, man. And that was actually a tough video for us to uh, find. Remember? <laughs> it, took, it, it took us like 30, 30 minutes of searching to find this video. And it was on some weird like NTD Trump. TV network. Yeah, never heard of. But we went to their website. And it, they haven't even called the election on that website yet. It's still contested. Right? <laughs> it, you know what's funny is when you showed me their picture of the election map, I was like, I suddenly remembered a bunch of Project Veritas videos that I had seen, and I was like, oh, that's where that picture came from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got Trump's, uh, you've got a former lawyer, L. Lynn Wood, and he's out there. And what's crazy is this, uh, this convention, or this convention, this uh, conference, it has a vibe almost like a... Like a WWE fight night event. Like they're announcing of the next big like Raw or the next big like that's pay-per-view how, event. No, that's how they do that. Remember the Tea Party was like that. 
The Tea Party had wild like event rallies like that too. The Republicans like these kinds of things. It's yeah. what the, it's what they get off on. I guess Democrats are always crying at our rallies. We really are. Yeah, we're always getting overly sentimental. Right? It's always like so it's like Bruce Springsteen constantly singing a song about the the downtrodden mechanic in Jersey City. Yeah, I heard people say like when Biden said that he will never abandon black women, I teared up. And it's like I was talking to like a white guy who told me that and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we we, we do get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> We all get a weird kind of, whereas the Republicans, they're like, cut their heads off with lawnmower blades. <laughs> and people are like, yeah! <laughs> and they blast the fucking eagles. And the eagles are there like, turn off our music. We don't agree with this. But Oh, like in the, um, in the new Borat film <laughs> where he's singing the song at the Trump rally. Yeah, yeah. He's like. And he gets them all to sing along with him, and he's saying like nonsense, like kill Pelosi, and they're all just having a good time singing. It's, it's a different energy, but they bring out Sidney Powell, who no longer is here to unleash the Kraken. She's not containing the Kraken. She is not here to release the Kraken. She has consumed the Kraken's power. She has taken the Kraken within herself gone into an intense spiritual battle where she's bested the Kraken would you say and that, absorbed its essence. Would you say that she has become the Kraken? She is the Kraken now. Sidney Powell, eight arms, no, ten arms. American Patriot. An octopus has eight arms, a squid has ten. Ten-armed Sidney Powell out there. Don't count her out. Decatentacled, holding up a lawsuit in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, all of these getting thrown Every out. one of those tentacles is fighting for America, Nick. Every single one of those tentacles. <laughs> and and she is, uh, she's like, I don't even got an ink pouch because I never run away. <laughs> she said that. It's her words, not mine. <laughs> so she comes out to thunder a surprise, dressed like a literal Nazi. On NDTV. <laughs> with, with just shy of a hat with a skull on it, she is dressed exactly like an SS officer. I'm talking black leather gloves, black coat, uh, uh, gold shoulder pauldrons. Like a nice, nice shoulder length hair. Copy of Mein Kampf in her pocket? <laughs> Wasn't sure about that one, but... <laughs> yeah, this is... Is, is America splitting? I had a fight with a close friend this week who told me that, oh, you think this election wasn't stolen? I was like, come on, man. You're like, you're like 31 years old. You work at a bank. You crunch numbers for a living, man. You're, <laughs> I know you. We've known each other for years, man. You don't, don't tell me you got bit by a zombie. Don't tell me you've been hiding this zombie bite. <laughs> For all of these days, it felt like it felt like realizing that my friend had been infected with like a mind virus or something that he was like, oh, you think that this wasn't uh, you think the Democrats didn't hack this whole thing and the confidence with which he said hack this whole thing. I was like, it's those algorithms, man. It's those pesky out from the first time someone at Google was like, how does this work? And it's like, oh, it's the page rank algorithm. It's like that man, Sergey Brin, should have been condemned to 
Catholic hell for ever uttering the words algorithm out loud because he set America down this dark path where we we've we have magic now. We have voodoo. We have things where the common man, much like the not much like a muggle, there are those who do not understand and will not understand how some of these things work. I really yeah, there, there's no algorithm running the elections. It's paper ballots. You just count them. No, it's the Venezuelan algorithms. You see, Hugo Chavez. Listen, there's an algorithm running all the dumb videos that you're watching on YouTube making you think that the election was stolen. But there's not an algorithm running paper ballots being counted in 50 different states with 50 different voting systems. No, what you're missing here is Hugo Chavez died in 2013. Obama was elected in 2008. That gives us five years of preparatory collusion. Oh, yeah? Yes, and you don't think that in those five years Obama could access the same time travel technology that the CIA uses to bury dinosaur bones so that we don't actually learn that the Earth is 10,000 years old? You think it's possible. You don't think Obama accessed those same time travel records and didn't foresee Trump happening, so he used the Venezuelan scientist that Hugo Chavez used to get the Venezuelan oil money. Why didn't he stop Trump from getting elected the first time? Anyway, like what, what, you're missing the forest for the trees here, man. The point is China gave Brian Kemp money so that Hugo Chavez's algorithms could be implemented by Biden to... Is that where we're at? Brian Kemp's getting money from China? Brian Kemp is getting money from China, absolutely. Did you hear those applause? Can you argue with 10,000 people applauding to Brian Kemp getting Beijing money? But I don't have an argument for that. No, but did he? Like, in reality. But, 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 but did you hear those applause? Did you hear how many people clapped when they... Well, I mean, outside of the applause, is it real? But the, hold up, now. <laughs> anyway, like... The, the po this is what I'm saying, is this is all... A multilateral conspiracy. Have you ever looked at the back of a dollar bill? You ever seen that pyramid? That, that's the that pyramid has an eye on it. That is the eye of Michael, which is a sect of stone cutters that Joe Biden's dad may have delivered milk to at some point. Really? Maybe. It's it's this is a, the, the the kraken man. There's many tentacles and stirring the pot of many devilish soups, many sinister stews. The Michael, the eye of the eye of Michael. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. I don't, I don't know, man. I I wait. So was this a group of milkmen? Vitali, I asked a Republican. What does he think happened in Georgia? And he stopped being my friend. <laughs> I asked a man that I knew for five years what he thinks happened, and he stopped being my friend. <laughs> I don't know how to solve this problem. You, we, we could go on NDTV and talk to them. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's this is people in Kentucky who are on Obamacare saying that they hate Obamacare and they would never vote for it, not realizing that they've been on it for four years. This is... I, I, this is... Yeah, I, I knew... I remember working with somebody who, in the same breath, told me she, like, 
hated Obama and would never vote Democratic, but was also talking about how she had just registered for the Affordable Care Act that morning to get <laughs> cheap insurance. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, what are you? What's it, going on? It's, we're, we're in the end game now, you see? This is, we just got done electing our Nero. And though, though Rome is not burnt to the ground yet, we're, we, we are, we're circling the drain. We're about to take a step back. I believe it's going to be India's time to shine. Well, talking about uh, Stop the Steal and all the wildness going on with that, let's talk about a little bit about uh, these witnesses that Rudy Giuliani brought to the stand in Michigan. Well, b- before we leave Georgia, I just want to point out that um, people should really go and check out Gabriel Sterling. He is a um, he's like a supervisor of election security commissions under Brian Raffsenberger in Georgia. Yeah. He comes out and he doesn't mince words. And keep in mind, everyone, all of these people that I'm naming, Brian Raffsenberger or Br- Brad Raffsenberger, Brian Kemp, Gabriel Sterling. These people are all Republicans. These people are all lifelong Republicans. Brian Kemp personally gave Donald Trump over $10,000. Brian Kemp is the man that we hated two years ago because we thought that he rigged his election against Stacey Abrams because he was Secretary of State when the election happened. So that guy is now on the side of the Democrats, right? He's The deep state gets bigger every day, baby. But Gabriel <laughs> Sterling comes out and he's like, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. We have a 20-year-old intern that was photographed by a QAnon conspiracist moving a manila envelope of paperwork. They took a picture of him. They said, this man is helping forge documents to steal the election. Next day, he's got a caravan of pickup trucks around his house. He finds a noose on his front door with his name written on it. He's 20 years old. Brad Raffsenberger's wife, Trisha, is receiving rape threats on her personal cell phone. She's getting text messages from burner phones saying, you know, sleep well tonight, bitch. I'll be seeing you. Can't all these people sue, like, the Trump campaign? You can get a burner phone at a 7-Eleven, man. No, I'm saying, like, so all these threats that people are getting. So remember how, like, that... that Alex Jones Sandy Hook? Yeah, so that, but I was also thinking of, like, that shithead kid who was, you know, smirking at the Native American who sued CNN and won a bunch of money because CNN made him look bad. Yeah, Nick Covington. Yeah. Or no, Nick... I'm not sure. Covington's the name of the school. No, Covington was the name of the school he's from. But, But, you know, like, in the same sense that those people sued the media and people for, you know, spouting lies... Can't these people sue, like, Giuliani and Trump for promoting this false conspiracy theory that has put them in danger and ruined their names? Yeah, I mean, one of the lawyers, his name is, like, Gagiana. He said Brian Kemp and Raffsenberger... He said the people that are responsible for helping the Democrats steal this election, they should be dragged out of their houses for treason and shot in the streets. His exact words. And (laughs) that's what that's what uh, encouraged Gabriel Sterling to come out. And he's like, this has got to stop. One of the president's lawyers just directly asked for a mob to kill me. 
There's no other way to look at this. We're coming hot off of learning that a bunch of yokels were going to have a Charlie Brown's trial for Gretchen Whitmer in the woods. Jesus Christ. Was she going to be like tied up and on her knees as they all like stand around her as they ye- yelling all bang, what they're mad about? As they all bang their homemade gavels with, the, with macaroni and glue on the sides of them <laughs> against their fucking tree stumps saying, Hear ye, hear ye, order in the court. <laughs> <laughs> Just cosplaying, wearing powdered wigs. Because they're, they're constitutional originalists. So you're going to get the same trial that that uh, Aaron Burr would have gotten. <laughs> yeah. Remember, folks, when uh, plotting against the government, always use Facebook Messenger to uh, <laughs> try to, to keep in contact with all your uh, co-conspirators. Also make sure that... Best no way to plan the- plots against the government is Facebook Messenger. Also, um, prostitute rules. You got to ask everyone if they're a cop. Just say, hey, if you're a cop, I'm a prostitute. So if you're a cop, you got to tell me. <laughs> that dems the rules. Oh, my God. But if you're not a prostitute, the cop doesn't have to tell you. That's, how, that's also the rules. So you got to. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is getting out of hand, man. They're, they're really fucking with people's lives. And they're just like lying straight through their teeth. I mean, we can see that with uh, Melissa Carone. Is that how you say her name? <laughs> who Melissa who Carone. was brought in by Giuliani, showed up to the stand, I, was, I assume before like the Michigan, the Michigan state legislator. The Michigan Board of Elections. Yeah. Michigan state legislators. Michigan Supreme Court. So she is just, she's trashed and she's just loaded up uh, on four locos. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And she is just saying everything under the sun, every word she thought of she, while walking into that room. Oh, my gosh. She's having a, an argument with Representative Johnson of Michigan, and she's like, and then I saw the man go in there, and he did a whole bunch of weird stuff. Uh, do you even know? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you, I, worked, I worked for Dominion. I worked for Dominion for IT. Do you even know how many numbers are on that ballot rod, rod, register? Red, yeah. Do you even know? Do you even know how many are on there? Yeah, I didn't think so. Because they did some weird stuff to it. You don't know that, though. <laughs> what was it? When you he, don't know that, though. <laughs> when, he, when he said, he was like, we've looked through the poll books, like the nothing's off, the numbers are all right. She was like, was that after you did something crazy to it? <laughs> after you went in there and did something crazy to it? He's like, I, ma'am, I don't even work for... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look at the numbers. I, like, I, I'm just some guy. Like I, I'm here, I'm here from Grand Rapids trying to figure out what's going on down here. And she's like, "Ah, right, you went in, you did something to the numbers." This woman is, you can, she is swilling the martini in her hand while she is saying these things. People, How much do you think that like one of the Trump super PACs had to pay her? To get her to go out there and do that. I don't know. Probably $500 in the form of a Walmart gift card is what I would say. <laughs> if I'm like given a real, real estimate here, I know what people get paid to be on episodes of Jerry Springer and Dr. Phil. So yeah, I'm gonna say a Walmart gift card somewhere between $500 and $1,000 that the Trump campaign got for $200. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my 
that's my clinical that's my laser targeted estimate hey you can get a lot at walmart with 500 dollars gift card right you're actually uh, in pelosi's world you're not allowed to get anything from anywhere but walmart so it's as good as cash <laughs> yeah walmart and amazon books it's it's the currency of the future baby i mean by the end of this whole thing uh, it's th- those are going to be the only two companies left right are we ever going to get a chance to have a great reset like this where we can just say, you know, let's just break up every company worth more than a quarter trillion. If you're worth more than 250 billion, you just you get the hammer. And who cares? You know, we'll just America's we're all staying home. Let's all just start everything over. Let's just give this whole thing another. Let's give Bill Clinton's America another shot. <laughs> I mean, I I don't believe in God, Nick. But every night I, 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 I pray, I pray to God, hoping he's real, that he will destroy Comcast. <laughs> right. I, I'm not I'm not too proud to admit I had a gun in my mouth last night. But when I think about letting the sun set on my life before I see the people at Comcast get thrown into the fucking volcano. I took it out, I put it on the table, I said, not today, someday. Oh, best believe someday, but not today. I won't die before any of those fuckers die. I Comcast. won't die before Comcast. No, fuck that place. I will kill Comcast before Comcast <laughs> kills me. <laughs> Nick, you want to team up? We're, this is we'll the destroy ep- Comcast together, God, just me and you. We're going to get canceled for this episode. <laughs> and we're not going to get canceled by our fans, we're going to get canceled by the government. Comcast, you're garbage. You you actually are scums. I, I we're gonna have a whole episode about how much fun it is to call Ajit Pai a piece of shit. That's coming up, but that we can't talk about that now because that factors into the everything else, like the children's education and the five G, and that would distract us from the fact that one of Giuliani's witnesses thinks all them Ching Chongs look the same. <laughs> she, this unnamed guest witness for Mayor, for Rudy Giuliani. She well she she was she was she came out shooting. She came out firing hard from the hip. Well before she said all Chinese people look the same, she did yell what was it? She said, You white people think all Indian people look the same. I think all Chinese people look the same. And then she said, if you're working a voting booth and some chow comes in, how are you gonna know? How are you gonna know? How are you gonna tell these I gotta tell these bing bongs from one another. <laughs> like they all, I couldn't believe my 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 freaking ears, man. But yeah, she comes out and she's just like, yeah, all Chinese people look the same. I like this is crazy. We need stricter voter ID laws. The fact that you don't need an ID to vote, which first off, you do need an ID to vote. But I've always had to use my ID to vote. Yeah, you, you need to use that ID to vote. You don't just walk in and say, hey, I'm this person, and you vote. It doesn't work that way. So this is a bad faith argument. But this is a bad faith argument from a bad faith witness in a bad faith court case from a bad faith legal team. So <laughs> what are you going to do? How many hairs are you trying to split? But she, I, it's, it's funny because as these witnesses are giving their testimonies, I want you to look at the lawyer next to them's faces because they are as outraged by the things these people are saying. You can see these lawyers say, oh, geez. When, when Melissa Carone starts to rant off, 
when she says Giuliani is like reaching, trying to calm her down. He, he grabs her her jacket. He gives her a tug or two, and he's like, "Stop, stop! Don't don't yell at this man. It's they got the camera pointed right at you." <laughs> But yeah, man, so... But she's throwing her account. <laughs> her account, despite the fact that I signed a piece of paper that says that I'll go to jail if I'm lying. Did you sign one of those, Representative Johnson? Which, fun fact, actually, by being a member of the court, by being a member of the bar, by lying, you know, you've committed perjury. Actually, everyone in that room is compelled to tell the truth. Everyone in that room, it is illegal for them to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so could Mel- is Melissa? Could Melissa Carone be like? But she leans in. Charged on- for just coming in drunk and just lying. No, because all she, you're allowed to be an idiot in America, and that's why she says she doesn't say anything definitive. She doesn't say this made fraud by forging these ballots. She says I was in the room with this man who is a really big member of Dominion Voting. The yeah, she qu- is, she's like Nick and Chad. Nick and Samuel. <laughs> yeah. She's like Nick and Samuel, which if you look are on the board of Dominion, which I'm not sure if that's true. I don't think that matters if it's true, but I also don't believe this woman was in the room with two members of the board of Dominion when it seems that she was hired to be a phone service IT person. Yeah, I was like... Why would you be hanging out with the owners of this company in Michigan? You see, when you're running tech support, I go to sc- I've been to school for tech support f- for the listeners at home, so I'm actually a qualified expert on this. <laughs> you are sitting there with a book in your lap that's just a bunch of things to say so that when someone calls you at a, one of these voting offices and they say, hey, one of the Dominion voting machine, blah, 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 went down. She's the one that says, oh, did you try turning it off and turning it back on? All right, all right. Well, if that didn't work, then you need to hold down the power button for three seconds and then hit this code, and then it'll reboot, and then you're good. All right, thanks. Bye. Hangs up the hangs up the call. Closes the book. Closes her big book of prefabricated responses because that's what you do in tech support. I don't you, think Melissa Crone is qualified to do that. You don't make. <laughs> I want you to think of every time you've ever made a call to tech support over your phone. And I want you to think of every Comcast call you've ever made and think about how checked in the person on the other end was. This was our this was Giuliani's ringer. The Giuliani was like no one will come out swinging like this woman. She's willing to go on Lou Dobbs and and inform Lou Dobbs that she signed an affidavit, and I don't know if Lou Dobbs is aware of what that means, but she can't be lying because if she's lying, she would burst into flames and go straight to hell because that's how an affidavit works. You can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say specious claims like, I feel that fraud occurred. I absolutely will 100% go to court and say that sneaky shit was occurring (laughs) people were being very sneaky your honor i'll say that i saw some crazy things i'll put that on the record 10 times out of 10 your honor nick have you seen some sneaky shit absolutely (laughs) absolutely have you seen the way helen goes to the bathroom and she stays in there for like six or seven minutes she's clearly texting that's some sneaky shit, Your Honor. 
Have you seen the way that that Mike acts like he doesn't take candy out of the candy dish, which is for customers, but he does it? Yeah, I see. Your Honor, <laughs> I would be lying if I said I didn't see sneaky shit going on every day. But Mel- <laughs> Melissa Carone saw sneaky Democrats. Sneaky Democrats. Doing sneaky things. <laughs> they didn't. They, can you believe it? Just those sneaky Democrats. I, it was over weird. there on those tables. I'll tell you what. What's going honor. on with those tables? Nick and Samuel. They came and they said, "I want the I want the listeners to go and watch this video because I kid you not, most of these quotes that I am saying, I am trying to say as verbatim as possible." <laughs> she says, "Nick and Samuel, the heads of Dominion, the heads of Dominion. They left the room. No Nick, last names, just Nick and Samuel." Nick said, "I have. It was Nick Adagananyo." She did give Nick's last name. Oh, did she? Okay. But she's like, Nick and Samuel, they said, oh, I've got to go do something. So Nick left the room. He came back about three hours later, and I said to him, where were you? And he said, oh, I was at the warehouse. I said, the warehouse? Like what? You mean like an Amazon warehouse or something (laughs) like that? And he says, no, uh, the uh, uh, Chicago warehouse. (laughs) <laughs> where <coughs> we keep all of the <coughs> Democrat votes. <laughs> and, and and I was like, what, well, what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? And he was like, don't worry about it. And I, Your Honor, it was very, very suspicious. It was a vibe, Your Honor. It was a vibe. Why would the owner of a voting counting machine company be hanging out in Michigan with some... IT tech support girl is just hired off the street, She's chatting, f- chatting with her about his plans to rig the election. Because she is a one-woman SEAL Team 6 of IT, bro. She goes in there. She solves the problem. She corrects it. She gets in the code. She's like 192.168.0. Whatever the fuck, bro. I've got the numbers. You need subnet masking? You need that? I'll, I'll do whatever, man. I'll provision your entire network. You need that, you need that transit control TCP IP, man? I got you. She goes in there, and the judge says, so what problem did they hire you to solve? What, what did they hire you for? You said you're their IT specialist. What problem did they have to solve for you? And she's like, listen, I don't know. But they hired me because of my skills. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, people, I kid you not, her 19-minute interview with the Michigan board, it, it is one of the gifts of 2020. It is, there is so much juice and her getting angrier at the audacity of these lawyers and these judges and these city council people to be to be riding her ass like this in court how dare they how dare they asking all these highfalutin questions and i don't use the word falutin i don't dust that one off for nothing <laughs> yeah this it's it's a treasure trove of comedy. This this it, video. It's it is, it's beautiful. It's it's art. It's majestic. It's 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 the art that John Lovett sold in one of his galleries when he was <laughs> on tour in France. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Speaking of that, I remember hearing one of the uh, one of those guys talking about how it was this guy who won a competition where he. He, be, he won a rap battle, so he got to do an, a single with Kanye West. 
and he was explaining like now I run a series of art galleries in Los Angeles. And I was like, we can't have these people in our party, man. We can't win with guys like this in our party. Guys running art. I just run a series of art galleries in Los Angeles, and it's like that's not a job. <laughs> that's like that's like you won a game show. Like you run, you won like a rapping MTV game show. You got like three hundred thousand dollars. Then you proceeded to just not have a real job ever again. And it's like, yeah, these are like these are our representatives, I guess. These people, these people represent us. Yeah, that's that's who we picked, right? And but Melissa Carone, she, she's she. I see why she's Giuliani's point woman because she's a firecracker. I hope. I hope she runs for office. <laughs> oh my god. Who cares anymore? Who you think, cares? You think she'd be just trashed on every like every press hearing she ever does? I don't know what Republicans want out of their candidates or their politicians. I, I mean, did we speak about has it been two weeks? Did we speak about the Republicans impeaching the Republican governor of Ohio over the uh, restaurant curfew? Um, we didn't speak of it, but yes, it did happen. We didn't speak of that on the show, did no. we? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a... So the, uh, the the governor of Ohio, he's currently getting impeached by his own party because he said, hey, we can't have bars open past 10. And, I don't know, people of Ohio are like, this man's not a Republican. This man is a neocon. He's a... <laughs> He's he's whatever word he needs to be. This this man is in common. He's deep state now. You're you're part of the deep state. Deep state get bigger every day, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't know what the Republicans want from a politician or from a news conference. I don't know what they want from information. I don't know what they want from numbers or math anymore. When when I see like the number ten on a piece of paper, I'm like, yeah, ten. That's uh, that's the number one ten times, or the number five twice, or um, you know, I'm like, but I don't know what people in Oklahoma see when they see that number anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what the calculations going on in their head is anymore. I think we're just seeing the culmination of a movement in America that's been going on for quite some time, where it's just like. The idea that you can politicize truth. <laughs> like the fact that like... Started with the moon landing, baby. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so this is, this is coming from the same sector of the aisle that has been pushing for the past three decades that climate change and the science behind climate change was a political opinion. You, could, you didn't have to believe it. And... They've just started doing this with a lot of other things, and it's now culminating in this giant, ever-growing Trump conspiracy. What's the most ridiculous thing that Democrats believe? I uh, guess. Um, that Nancy Pelosi is good at her job. Yeah, well, I mean, that, no, we don't believe that. True, true Democrats don't believe that. Um, but I don't know. I know that a lot of Republicans make fun of Democrats over the idea of the wage gap because the wage, the female male wage gap is actually kind of a easily explainable thing. It's just that women spend more time raising kids. If every woman didn't have a child, if like if we if children were made in a factory somewhere, 
and uh, women didn't have to raise them, the income gap would go away almost overnight. It's just that women tend to raise the child, so they just have less time to spend. But I mean, I there. I don't de- know. There's there's also a lot of anecdotal evidence that suggests otherwise. But I'm saying there are even the women like when people say stuff like um, a female architect and a male architect make it's not something like the female makes 80 cents on the dollar to whatever the male makes it's just like oh if the female doesn't take a year or two off to raise kids she will make the same amount as the man they will make the same she could possibly make more but it's it's really it's the women who take time off to raise kids and it's not to say that women all want to raise kids or just want to be moms or don't want to be business people but it just seems like when put in a situation where both of the parents are working the woman almost always ends up by happenstance possibly because men are pieces of shit but the woman 90 percent of the time ends up with the child more and that just affects how many hours you can put into your fucking job but that's like i that i think that might be like one of the biggest like untruths the democrats think where they just think that no if you uh if you get hired at a mcdonald's and you're a man you make 20 percent more than a woman makes and it's like, nah, that's not. That's just not true. Oh, I think we're talking about different jobs than like, it, like I, I, it kind of. I mean, I'm skeptical to believe that that is like the sole purpose, or the sole reason that there's a wage gap. Because I'm pretty sure there has. It's been proven that there's like sexism in hiring and promotions and. Oh yeah. Like, and wage increases. Like people, yeah. people will get. Like, some dude with less experience will get a raise, while a woman with more experience won't. That absolutely happens, but not to get off on this tangent, but I'm just trying to think here. But the the majority of it, I mean, the the huge majority of it is just the fact that at the end of the day, if you ask a man and a woman to both take care of a child, a man will spend about an hour taking care of the child for every three that a woman will spend taking care of it. A man won't think to change the kid's diaper. (laughs) <laughs> be like, ah, he's fine, type shit. They won't feed the kid as much. It's just like I- I'm not saying this because I don't think there's good fathers or some shit out there. I'm just saying that if you do the math, if you look at it over the course of, you can look at like places like Finland and Norway. Where they have extremely accurate economic data where you can look at stuff like what are the tax returns of two lesbian lawyers where one of them is the stay-at-home mom, and it's like mm, the stay-at-home mom lesbian makes about 21% less than the uh, than the the one that wears the pants. It's you can really drill down and it's like, oh, this really is just that raising kids takes a bigger toll on women than men across our entire society, across the entire globe. Fundamentally, women are are being dragged down by children. That is the that is the gender pay gap. And until men take care of kids more, which will never happen because we can just leave. (laughs) It's uh, it's. It's always going to be present unless you par- unless you hire women at 20% higher than you hire men at. That is the only way to get rid of the gender pay gap. Because otherwise, a woman with a kid will never be able to put in 80-hour work weeks like some single asshole who's not even checking if he has kids or not, even if he does. Yeah. You can also just give paid family leave. But even with that, the fact is so like th- the guy is going to be psychotic and put more of time into the company in a way that, and some women will do that. Some women will neglect their families. Tucker Carlson's mom told him to fuck off and, and got out of there. <laughs> but 
the, but the point is that is one of the oh, I'm trying to I'm just trying to think. I, I Democrats also hate nuclear power. That's another one that makes us look like idiots. That's another one that's like it's hard to tell the Trump people that we don't believe in the that we believe in the facts when we hate nuclear. Yeah. We're also I don't uh, hate nuclear. We're we're huge backers of affirmative action, which I don't know. Aren't the statistics still out on whether that has worked? I mean, the jury's still... If I get a job from it, it's good. But <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, the jury's still out on if that does... If it's doing it. And of course, uh, you know, there's always the big education debate about is education a function of how many dollars you spend per child or not? Because the teachers' union's always going to want more money. It'd be stupid for the teachers' union to not ask for more money. It'd be stupid for the police to not ask for more money and more vests and more armored tanks. And it'd be stupid for the military to not ask for more money each year. And so when the teachers' union's like, every student needs an iPad, you remember that? Every student gets an iPad. Do they have iPads for every student now? There were several high schools in California that were doing that. Everyone gets a Chromebook. Everyone gets an iPad. Actually, everyone getting a Chromebook makes way more sense now. But, oh my God. Did that help? Did Every... kids do like cool shit with it? No! They became addicted to porn and Snapchat like everyone else. <laughs> They became the most unpro. Now we've got the the highest drop off of math skills that's occurred in a generation. The average American child now is is a thirty percent of a school year behind where they're supposed to be on English, and fifty percent of a school year behind where they're supposed to be on math. And this is a whole we're we're not gonna fucking teach them twice as hard next year. We're gonna teach them the same dog shit way we were teaching them three years ago. So we're not going to dig our way out of this hole. This is a, those people are going to have children. And those children are going to be raised by people that we made. School doesn't make you stupid. And the lack of school doesn't make you stupid. But this stuff compounds people. When, when you've got Siri spelling every word for you, because you can just say, Siri, spell sisquipedalianisms for me. I don't need to learn that shit. I don't need to learn all of these polysyllabics. And it's like, yeah, Siri's like, yeah, Cisco Pedalians, polys- I got you, got you, fam. Don't even type that shit in. And look where we're at now. You ask someone to spell the name Brittany, and, we, and you will, oh my God. You ask a Zoomer, you ask a Zoomer to spell something. They're terrible with names. It, it, it's, it's so god awful. They don't know how how like English and German and Latin, they don't know how all these things like came together and how the, how the grammar system works. I mean, what? that doesn't matter. Like they, no, they, they show, don't, they can't a pack spell of cigarettes. It says jarum and they don't know what that word is at all. They've never had to like, they're like, well, what would Siri say that word is? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of them can't spell like just regular names that we say every day. Like, I don't know. But, um, Jeez, what what were we talking about? Do they even have spelling bees anymore? I don't know, man. Probably not. Do they still show them on ESPN? And do spelling bees matter? I've wondered this since computers came about. As soon as calculators became ubiquitous, as soon as it got to the point where you could point at anyone and it's like you have a calculator on you, I don't know how valuable 2 plus 2 equals 4 is anymore. 
I don't know if there's value in storing info in your head that can easily be pulled up anywhere instantly. Like, I don't need to know who the 37th president of the United States is, even though I, what was that? Who do I think it is? Woodrow Wilson? Maybe. But I don't need to know who that is, because the fact is I can just open up Wikipedia at any point in time and I can hit you with the fucking facts, bro. Unless Unless you don't have internet access. But then why do I need to know this thing? For when you don't have internet access. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. This is, this is getting tangential. We're really, really off in the weeds here. But I'm saying all this because I'm angry at the Democrats, because I'm watching them kiss. I'm watching them kick their own asses over this forgiving student debt thing. What are they doing? There, there are, there, there's so many Democrats who are... Why don't like, they just do it? They just go ahead and do it. They're writing the ad campaigns... For Republicans, and I see them doing this all the time. When when the Republicans do evil villainous shit, do you ever notice it just kind of happens out of the blue? You didn't know it was coming. It's never. You never hear a bunch of. You never see like Ben Shapiro saying the Republicans are planning on cutting all the taxes for the rich. They just do it. They don't tell you what they're doing. It just happens. And then it's like, oh, shit, we're dealing with the fallout of this. This is crazy. Yeah, so now Democrats are going to spend three months talking about student loans instead of, you know, just the minute Joe Biden takes that seat, just doing it. They they could just not talk about it. Can you imagine hearing, like, Ben Shapiro being like, word on the street is that Trump is considering putting Mexican children in cages as a deterrent. It's like you wouldn't hear Trump is considering that. You find out three months after it happened. Why can't we just have... January 21st, a bunch of people wake up and their debt's gone. Why couldn't we have had that? Why do we have to have this two-month fucking slog of the Democrats saying, oh, should we do this thing that'll help people? I don't know. Because hypothetically, if I were a Republican and I were trying to make John Ossoff lose the election, if I'm a Democrat, but I'm just saying if I wanted Raphael Warnock to lose, I would say that he did this thing in high school and then he's holding like this stock. And it's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you giving them this fucking ammo? And they're like, I'm just saying that if hypothetically, if I wanted John Ossoff to lose, I would bring up that he has like illegal holdings. He's, he's donated money to this church. And it's like, why are you doing this? Why do the Democrats do this? The Republicans never do this shit. I never see Republicans sabotaging themselves, ever. They do their shit in secret. If they're going to change a gun law to make it so that you can like give guns to children, it just happens. And then you find out because a kid shot someone. <laughs> you know, I, I, but the Democrats... Like every idea they get, they're just like on TV. It's like, oh, okay, so this morning I had this idea, you know. Right, you get Rachel Maddow there saying, we're thinking about doing something, but we're really worried about if we're going to look like pussies. And it's like, yes, uh, and then you cut to Wolf Blitzer, and he's like, Democrats are extremely worried that we're going to look like stupid fat pussies if we do this thing. And it's like, do you think that maybe we can try to trim the bill down so that we just look like mild pussies, perhaps even just imbeciles? And it's like, <laughs> why are you all talking like this? What the God damn it, I hate them. And it's because there's too many. This is the Democrats in media. This is the fact that there's people in the media who are actually 
like Dan Pfeiffer, insulated from this. Trump could have won this election again, and Dan Pfeiffer's like, I'm still married to a Coke daughter. I'm not hurt at all. Yeah, Wolf Blitzer wouldn't give a fuck. Nancy Pelosi would not be affected at all, at all in any way, shape, or form if Trump won this election in a landslide. It wouldn't affect Nancy Pelosi at all. She would continue to live in her castle in San Francisco, not giving a shit about anyone or anything. So... That's what's getting me is it's like, yeah, we just got too many Democrats in the media and they enjoy talking about this shit with their fucking friends. They're all just journalists talking to each other, not aware that regular people are freaking the fuck out and losing their minds and businesses are being boarded up and 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 everyone is scared and freaking out so hard because we're like, you know what? Amazon and Walmart have destroyed every other business around us. And these people are like, oh, do you know what? Maybe... Do, do we do we want the Republicans to still invite us to their barbecues though? Like we don't want us. Yeah, to- that's what's dumb about this debate is it's kind of been like we know this is what our voters want, but do Republicans like the idea? What do Republicans think about getting rid of students? It's like why do you care, Biden? It doesn't matter if Trump has taught you anything, anything at all, other than be hard on China. Bury it under bullshit, bro. Get in there and just try to expand the court. Try to make Puerto Rico a state. Try to make D.C. a state. Try to split California into five states. Try try to do so much shit. And don't tell anybody. Just wake up in the morning. Just just start signing executive orders. Do shit that only you and Kamala know about. Just legalize cocaine. Be like, hey, Hunter, throwing you a bone here. Legalize. <laughs> people, everyone's just like, whoa, did you just fucking February 1st? Cocaine became legal. Oh, my God. Republicans and, would love And they're that. like, he didn't even talk to anyone about it. It's like, he's the president. The power. He's got the power. It's in the fucking constitution. He can just do that shit. And the, <laughs> the Democrats would never. And I get it. It's a democracy. We got to be democratic. Hey, do you know how productive the American economy would become if cocaine was legalized? I'm just saying, man, it's so and I see Nancy Pelosi not stepping down after the head of the Democratic God. Commission campaign manager for re-election. He stepped down, hanging his head in shame, saying, I cannot be a member of this party anymore. I have failed the Democrats. I yeah, lost isn't this. It, this is the it's ridiculous that she won't step down because she ran the House. She runs the House. She was in charge of what one of only two elections in American history where the president that won his party didn't take the House and Senate. Like, usually when you when your party wins the presidency, you also take the House and the Senate. This has been, like, one of the few times in American history where we lost the House. And Nancy Pelosi was in charge of us losing the House as Biden took the White House. Like, she fucked up. She's done. Like, you <laughs> fucked up, Nancy. And Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, you owe me this, you piece of shit. You fucking piece of shit. I'm a West Virginian. I have done so much for that state by existing (laughs) and astroturfing the the good name of that state outside of its beautiful mountainous walls. But Joe Manchin, I swear to God, if we win this set, if we win these Senate runoff races in Georgia, if even the semblance of an I told you so comes out of Pelosi's mouth, you throw that 
fucking elbow right into her jaw. You break her dentures right out of her fucking mouth. Because I know that's what Pelosi's going to do. I know it. I know if Raphael Warnock and Ossoff get in there, Pelosi's going to, she's going to clasp her fingers and she's going to be like, haha, all according to plan, right, guys? And she's going to act as if, as if she didn't fuck us, as if she didn't destroy everything, as if she didn't try to make every black person in America kowtow their decisions to what Abigail Spamberger needs to be done. Because she's, oh, I'm, I'm some Democrat and I'm running in fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm running a purple part of Alabama. And so you need to tell those black people in Louisville, Kentucky to stop complaining about this whole Breonna Taylor thing. Because I won't be able to hold my purple district in Alabama if you don't tell those black people to settle down, Pelosi. So now you got Pelosi telling AOC and, Rashid, and Ilhan Omar, you know, hey, you guys need to pull it back on the activist messaging. And AOC is like, I just, run, I just won my fucking race by like 30 points, bitch. I'm going to continue doing exactly what my constituents want. Are you kidding me? Ilhan Omar is like, I just beat, I had Donald Trump attack me for four years straight and I beat the pants off of the people that ran against me. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. You need to change, bitch. And that's where we're at now with the Democrats. It's Yeah, it's wild because usually when the Democrats are pushed to success, I feel like it's been progressive movements in the Democratic Party. But every time that we help the Democratic Party win, they turn around. They're just like, you know, we're just going to go back to, you know, just regular moderate Democrats, you know, where we where we try to come to terms with Republicans and uh, do do what they kind of want to do and we'll half-ass what we want to do. You know, just that's the Democratic way. That's what we do. The Democrats, I never saw, and I watch YouTube, and I'm a uh, guy who's been arrested for activism, so I don't know if this resonates with me, but it just seems strange that the Democrats never just paid for a bunch of police officers to film commercials saying, I'm voting for Biden. Like, I'm a cop, I'm voting for Biden. And so he's not going to defund the police. I'm voting for Biden. I'm a cop. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm actually a cop. I'm actually voting for Biden. That's it. Like, they should have had a cop at every press conference or at every fucking... <laughs> I don't think cops are actually allowed to say who they're... They're not allowed to um, endorse a... Like, individual cops, I don't think, are allowed to... No, maybe. Cops are definitely endorsing Trump. Yeah. I don't believe they're allowed to on company time. Oh, yeah, while on duty. I was thinking of that New York cop that got in trouble. For driving around blasting uh, like... Blasting like Trump 2020 through his... Yeah, yeah it's just an asshole. But, yeah, they, they should have just... Yeah, it's just a bunch of cops being like, I'm voting for Biden. I don't know. The Democrats are dumb, man. They're stupid. No, but there are dumb. There are dumb children. And we're watching them fuck it up. We're watching our... We're, we're watching our grandma... See a, an as-seen-on-TV commercial and say, boy, that sure would be handy. And, and it's like, Grandma, Grandma, I can't keep doing this. I can't. Just stop. Well, I, Nick, in some, in some good, uh, good news this week, I think, we'll start moving on. But some good news is Bank of America and now all the other major banks in the U.S., including, I think, like Citigroup, um, Morgan Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, all of them have now pledged 
to not fund any new oil drilling in the <laughs> National Arctic Wildlife Refuge, which <laughs> Trump has been trying to push through as nice. he's leaving office. It's funny. It's like Bank of America, ExxonMobil, Shell, BP, and Wells Fargo all stand around the, the freshly beaten into pulp dead horse. And they say, you know what? We think we're, we think we're done here. <laughs> it's a, I, I'm going to say it's a small win for environmental groups. I mean, obviously, J.P. Morgan Chase is probably fi- um, funding oil extracting in other countries. <laughs> but they're just like, you know, this one project will sit out. Like sit out for you guys. Russian scientists terrified of new bacteria and viruses being released in melting permafrost. In other news, Bank of America agrees that <laughs> the Green Initiative finally came on their radar. It's a, when I go to the grocery store and I see that they're out of like candy bars and stuff now, a part of my brain thinks like there's no more chocolate left. Like the, the chocolate ran out years ago. Like not even it's not even this uh the pandemic it's like no we've they've known since like 2012 that the earth is coming to an end (laughs) and they're building the ark and every time i go to the grocery store and it's like yeah there's not there's just not as many like lemons as there used to be (laughs) i'm like the earth's dying and they know (laughs) and they and this and they're shoring up for it have you seen that movie the snow piercer yeah where they're where at the end they find out, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, where they find out that like those like bars they've been eating was just like cockroaches ground up and made into bars. Right. Bank like of- is is that what's going on? You're, we're just we're just finding out that like yeah. Bank of America there's no chocolate left. Bank of America is giving us artificial cockroach chocolate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just like after learning that the earth is do like now that like secretly in Bank of America they're passing around memos like yeah the space station the secret space station that's behind the moon it's done it's finished <laughs> like it's completed and they're like oh, okay so Bank of America is all in on green energy now <laughs> as the CEO was like all right we're gonna reduce the population to one billion all right and I'll be back and I'm going to go in cryostasis and we're all going to be back in 300 years when all of the serfs are dead. And that's what I feel like is happening. It's, it's crazy. I don't trust this. I mean, I guess at some point. Hey, man, is it is it the deep state? Is this the deep state? Bank <laughs> of America is the deep state. They uh, we bailed them out. So see, I don't think they're the deep state. They're just a very, very powerful corporation. <laughs> They can just give the deep state money and make them do whatever. Make them literally worship Satan. They're like, I don't want to worship Satan. It's like, oh, what if we double this number? And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess Satan's got some good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, at some point, this, this number had to flip. Coal became, as we discovered natural gas, coal became less profitable. And yep. now with windmill and solar... They are putting windmills along the coast of Virginia, North Carolina, you know. It stood to reason that at some point oil Yeah, I remember all the I remember all the peak oil alarmists when I was um like in elementary school when everyone was worried we were going to run out of oil before even people could, could conceive of us being on electric cars and stuff. I remember the peak oil guys that were like we're going to run out. And then planes are going to fall from the sky. Well, the idea of peak oil is not that you run out. It's that the oil that you have to reach becomes 
too expensive. It, it costs more to reach the oil than the money you would make from getting the oil. So it's like you're you, instead of drilling, you know, 500 feet down, you're now drilling 1500 feet down, which is very expensive. So at that point, it's like not even worth trying to get the oil. I mean, I was told planes would fall out of the sky. I was told cats and dogs were going to interbreed, that the peanut butter and jelly sandwich was going to the peanut butter and jelly were going to be on the outside from now on. That's messy. Uh, exactly. I was, it's not my America. And they're like, it's peak oil, baby. It's the beginning of the Mad Max reality. And then you're going to get put on a, in a Obama FEMA camp. And an Obamacare death panel is going to rule you to die. And then Bill Gates is going to put the microchips in your brain that put the Joe Biden Kamala Harris vaccine that digitizes your Bitcoin and takes all of your money. Once we go off of cash... They're gonna. They're, you're digital, bro. You're digital. I mean, and <laughs> in, in other. I mean, things. I feel like things are slowly moving forward in 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 green news. Anyway, like, did you see that Britain has now? I think they're working on possibly making it illegal to buy or like manufacture anything but electric vehicles, like after 2050. Yeah, a lot of countries isn't didn't France ban electric or ban gas cars by twenty forty or so? I'm not I'm not sure. I just heard that week this week about Britain doing that. Yeah, their time has come and there's so many people that are still in the pocket of the oil industry. What's funny is I used to think it was like big I, I used to think it was like cigar chomping executives that were in the pocket of the oil industry. But I've met guys that are like twenty that are like I hate environmentalists. And it's like, oh, who trained you to say that? Because, <laughs> bro, there's no big windmill. There's not like, oh, I work for fucking big solar, dude. <laughs> like, And even if there was a big solar or big windmill, how, how evil can they be? But it's weird because you meet kids of like, oh, my, da- my daddy was an oil roustabout in North Dakota. And they're like environmentalists just want to control you, and they they think the environmentalist game is entirely mind control. They think that electric cars, they want you to get rid of combustion engines because with electric cars they can track you. They can track everywhere you go, whereas with combustion cars you don't have all that. Which is funny because the fact that cars are all gonna have like cellular radios and GPSs in them. Have you been in a car recently? That has nothing to do with the gas engine. But they think we, they want us to go to electric cars so that the government can then move to autonomous cars so that they can track everyone. They want to make freedom of movement illegal. And the, I, I see where these guys are coming from. I just don't get the love of oil. I'm like, yeah, the government does want to not make you able to go anywhere. In the same way that a cop can write you a ticket for not having an ID, the government absolutely wants to be able to penalize you for trying to have privacy. That's totally going to happen. But whether it's a gas or electric car doesn't matter. <laughs> like they're going to they're coming for that control no matter what. Yeah, it's it's weird the lines they draw on their own conspiracy theories. They're like big electric is doing this, but you know, never in their heads does the thought like the thought cross like well, I don't know. What are the oil companies trying to make me think? They're like, like, is it is it them? Who are they to gain from me thinking these crazy ideas? Or Big Electric, whoever the fuck that is. They're like, Bernie Sanders wants me to drive a gay little car with three wheels. And it's like, Bernie Sanders doesn't care about your personal car. <laughs> he wants there to be polar bears. <laughs> yeah. But... 
Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in, in other science news, we've got this vaccine being rolled out. And we've, got, we've got a couple presidents who's saying they'll take that vaccine on the air. We've got a country that doesn't trust that science. But we got, and we got, I'm not going to lie. This is a, I know why. When I saw Obama come out and say this, he's like, I was like, it's got to be him because I know the black people don't trust science. We got the trio, though. We got, we got Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Obama. All going on TV doing this. Do neocons like George W. still? I don't know where Republicans stand on George W. anymore. I I thought he was, like, on site. I thought, like, every American would fist fight George W. Bush if you saw him at, like, a Ponderosa or something. I know that's where I stand with him. Like, if I saw George Bush in a Cracker Barrel parking lot, bro, I'd bounce his fucking head off the pavement. I don't give a damn what age he is. I would give him a sense. I think uh, Americans, Americans have warmed on George W. Bush since we've seen his paintings come out. Yeah, since he's been painting all those dead soldiers and hanging with Ellen DeGeneres. And he's like, look at his dance. Look at us do our fun little dance at a baseball game together. Don't you, didn't you just forget that I killed millions? <laughs> that I killed and displaced millions? Aren't we having fun? But. But those paintings, bro. But yeah, we got the, we got the presidential trio. And what are they proposing? They're going to take the vaccine on the air, on live television. On some David Blaine shit. To show Americans that it's safe to take that vaccine. I get it. I get it. Because when I saw Obama do this. They should actually, they should have David Blaine take the vaccine and be like, this vaccine helped me hold my breath for 48 minutes. I was just (laughs) like, they can't just bring Hillary out and shoot her up. Shoot Hillary and Bill up with every vaccine at once. Just be like, here's us shooting up every single experimental drug into Bill and Hillary. But Obama... I don't see why Bill Clinton's coming out. Bill Clinton in in the current political environment of America is about as useless and toxic for Democrats as Hillary Clinton is and is kind of Nancy Pelosi is becoming. Like... Hillary, just never come out in public again because you destroy any progress on the Democratic fronts right now because everyone in America hates you that much. I mean, I don't, but there's a large percentage of people that do. If Obama came out and said, I'm going to take this vaccine, it is incredibly racist. I'm not sure if you're aware of the Tuskegee experiments. Do they test vaccines on unwilling? They test. They were testing vaccines. Uh, they were testing t- uh, treatments for syphilis, and in the process of it, uh, the Tuskegee Institute gave syphilis to dozens of black men, unknown. Did not tell them they were giving them syphilis. Just gave them syphilis. And there's people who like had got dementia from this. There's people who uh, went, I think, blind or died from it. But yeah. They were they test they were testing syphilis strains on black men, and so that's that's why I, when I was like Obama's gonna test a vaccine, I was like, I, th- that is why black people distrust science. When you say, oh, the, the, every anti-vaxer that I've ever encountered in my life, I've understood entirely because I don't believe the medical establishment. I don't believe Pfizer. I don't believe Purdue cares about you. I I, th- I think that like Bayer, I don't think these aspirin companies, I don't think they care about anyone. And I don't believe any of this shit. And so when the, I said months ago, it's like, I am, 
I went to school for biochemistry. There, there was a time when I could have, you know, I could have done some chemical equations and balancing of my own. I can look at the molecule, and I'm not, I'm not like coming up with medical shit, but I'm saying there was a time when I could look at the molecule and tell you a rough estimation. I could look at the Lewis structure and tell you what's going on in there. And so I Nick, don't are trust. You, are, you, are you saying you don't trust this vaccine coming out? I'm saying I don't trust anything from anyone, and. I don't care how many scientists you say this say this is a good thing. It's like I know that the money I'll never think the money's not the motive. Ever. I'll never think the money isn't the motive. Even with all these vaccines, it's like the people that are curing the people oh, that the are money's, get, I mean when so, you give a diabetic insulin, I know that the people that are giving the diabetic person insulin they don't care about diabetes. They're just like the the, the insulin makes us money. But we don't care about you or your diabetes. I mean, yeah, f- Pfizer and Moderna, they're making tons of money off this. Um, today on NPR, they were actually talking about how the wealthier countries of the world are stockpiling all the vaccines that are coming out to where like other countries won't be able to access them because they've hoarded all of it. Like The, the U.S. government has, is going to have enough vaccines to give everyone in the nation it twice – Canada can give everyone in the country the vaccine five times. Britain can give like everyone the vaccine like three times over. They're basically just like hoarding all these doses. Once again. And Moderna and Pfizer are selling them all these doses. Yeah, I mean, once again, I, I, I said it before and I'll say it again before and I said it before and I'll say it again again that this is a culling. This is the rich of the world sitting back and saying – uh, who cares how many people who cares how many of the people die in India or China over this? Who cares? I think they that's their genuine attitude. And maybe maybe Bill and Melinda Gates are up at night thinking how can we stop this? Maybe. But for the mo- maybe Richard Branson and Jay-Z are like how can we help these people? There might be a handful of people at the top who are like, we've got to save humanity. But I think that for the vast majority, for the Elon Musks out there, for the George Soros's out there, for the Trumps out there, I think that they're just like, and eh, no one who matters is not going to be able to afford the vaccine or the cure or the hydroxychloroquine. Remember that shit? <laughs> or the remdesivir. Like... They're like, okay, we've got remdesivir now. We can shoot you full of fucking stem cells and you just get better. All right. If you don't have the $900,000 for that, then I don't know what to tell you. But I don't think they care at all. I think that if you could tell them, I think if you could double the lethality rate of the virus, they would. They would finally care. I think that if you said, if you could kill the bottom 3%, if you could kill... Oh, they wouldn't care. You're saying if, if you they could, could kill all these people, they would. If you could kill the oldest 3% and the sickest bottom, like, youngest percent, would you? Like, not even with a virus. If you could push a button and 4% of the oldest people on Earth and the sickest people on Earth would just fucking die, I think Elon Musk would hit that button twice. Yeah. I think he wouldn't hesitate in a, for a second. I think he would think he's doing a good thing. <laughs> I think they're crazy. Much, think, like, much like Thanos. I think Peter Thiel. <laughs> I think Peter Thiel. I think Elon Musk. I think these people are absolutely insane. I think Kanye West. 
I think these you reach a certain point when you've been that successful for that long you're that out of touch that yeah i think these people don't care about us at all and i actually i'm very skeptical about all of this i know that they want the the economy rolling again because everyone wants things to be making more money but it it's weird when i see obama say i'm gonna come out and take this vaccine because i know that it's like well with obama he knows that black people don't trust shit like this because we shouldn't and I want to stress that if you're a black person and you're like, I don't trust some of this science shit, I am, you're, you're right. You're correct. They have fucked us. They've tricked people and not just black people. I like, I come from where the opioid crisis occurred. I come from an area where it's like, oh, you hurt your back? Here's 200 Percocets. You mean you come from America? Because it occurred everywhere oh, in America. Yo, but dude, you don't know what it's like. I, Appalachia, man. Deep wet. Man, Burke. Morgan County, West Virginia, got hit hard. Got hit harder. Why would you give a man with back pain 200 Percocets to last him for for the week? Why would you do such a thing? It's crazy. It's insane. And so, yeah, these medical companies aren't to be trusted. So Obama's got to come out and say, I got to get the shot. Because otherwise, no black person in America will do it. And, and I already know that 40% of white people aren't going to take this shot either. So, so I, that's why Bill Clinton, George W. Bush are out here. But And that's why I say I know that Democrats hate Clinton, and I, I think Republicans hate Bush. I mean, Republicans fucking hate McCain now. Yeah. They hate Romney. They hate people that I thought they loved. So... I don't think this is I don't think anyone who was anti-vax before this is going to see George W. Bush take this. I wouldn't even think George W. is getting the same fucking vaccine as me. I'm like, he's getting that remdesivir good shit and I'm getting this fucking Pfizer or whatever that needs to be kept in a Mountain Dew cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man, I'm getting bleak, but I ah, I I can't shake the thought that the people at the top don't just not care, but want us dead. I mean, the easiest thing, <laughs> it's easy to think that. I mean, bro, It's hard not to think that. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, while millions of Americans lost their jobs and were struggling to pay their rent or even eat, Jeff Bezos tripled his wealth. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's, you know, it's like... Guys, we've gotten ourselves into a quite of a pickle here. <laughs> And Bernie Sanders was the only one that had a plan to get us out. Bernie Sanders was the only one that was like, America is obviously messed up (laughs) right now. But here we are. I guess uh, moving on. The House has dared the Senate to legalize weed. Do it. Pass it. mm, This is a move. Um, The Republicans are upset about this because they're like, I'm not just saying this talking my ass. I went into a couple of Republican forums and saw what their thoughts were on this. And they say, I don't like that this makes them basically release anyone who was arrested for weed charges. What's wrong with that? You're arrested for something that's not illegal. Because the police used weed charges to arrest a huge amount of people. That was like the... (laughs) That was the break glass in case you need to charge someone. I smell weed. in their car and then I found weed and maybe I pulled a little baggie of weed out of my pocket and that's what I found at the scene but it's like 80% of the people that the cops have arrested would be let out of jail there's also a 5% weed tax that needs to be used by the uh, state to reallocate towards minorities opening weed businesses 
which I, I read it as not weed businesses, but like just minority run businesses, minority community, small businesses. Well, right now there's like four dispensaries. I actually didn't even say that. It said people affected by um, imprisonment for weed laws, which I, obviously would be. I read it as they need to have a threshold of minority owned dispensaries because I don't know if you're aware of this, but I believe last time I checked in like the whole country, there's like four black owned dispensaries. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, this, weed is basically like South Dakota legalized weed because it's white guys growing it. Well, remember when John Boehner got kicked out of the Senate, he went straight to lobbying for weed. Yeah, because weed's cool now because dudes in polo shirts because guys like Dan Pfeiffer can grow it now. Guys, guys who wear boat shoots who have names like Chesterworth and Hamptonsburg and... <laughs> you know, those guys, they get to fucking grow weed now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. It just passed. They should pa- I mean, so it passed with bipartisan support. They had a lot of Republicans vote for it. So that just makes me think there's there's going to be a handful of Republican senators that are like, yeah, like, why not? Fuck it. It's already passed in my state. It's pa- Medical is legal in 37 states, and it's Cops fully legal in 13 I don't know. From what I see, it's about a 60-40 split on cops wanting weed to stay illegal. I, I, from, like, I, see a, it's, it's not, I see a good bit of cops that want weed to be legalized, but I see a little bit more who say that it should stay illegal. They're morons. There's, people, there's the moral center of it. There's the people who just think that drugs are bad. All right, and then make alcohol legal again. I mean, there are the the ultra conservative Christians are absolute stick in the muds. They don't drink, smoke, or party at all. They don't listen to music that gets above like 130 BPM. <laughs> they only have sex in the missionary position. They don't have anything but salt and pepper in their spice cabinet because paprika is the devil's work. You know who I'm talking about. This is these are real people. They they boil their potatoes. It's like put a dash of salt on them. That's a meal right there. Yeah, but we're not talking about it. That's not a majority of people. It's, that's with, with, uh, how it's, many Republicans do you think that is? How many Republicans sitting in a mega church listening to Kenneth Copeland laugh? How many of them do you think that is? Twenty percent of the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, just keep in mind, seventy percent of Republicans think this election was stolen. So. You sure you want to maybe revise those numbers? Yeah, a bit? yeah, maybe. Um, but well, just, just guys, just pass it. It makes sense. Just do it. Just they, they're daring the Senate to. Sorry, if you don't, if if this doesn't pass, it's because Mitch McConnell hates weed. That's it. But you know what? I I guess that's not a winning argument anymore now that Susan Collins won Maine because that was our whole argument. For Sarah Gideon was like, do you want Mitch McConnell to keep fucking shit up, Maine? And apparently the the, the Democrats of Maine said, absolutely. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, Ivanka Trump gets deposed at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. She doesn't get deposed at the hotel, but she gets deposed for the hotel because of a discrepancy in the inauguration party that was held there, where a ballroom that had been rented out earlier that day for five thousand dollars was five? it said oh was yeah, rented five. to the White House for their inauguration plans for the price of a hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. So the American taxpayers paid fifteen times the market rate. <laughs> 
haven't they been doing this like everywhere though? They probably like charge the Secret Service like triple fucking room fare to stay in Trump's hotels. Yeah, um it's just scummy, man. Well, the thing is that actually whenever any White House staff had any events at any Trump property, curiously enough, the ballroom price was always $135,000. And that's what she's being deposed over because they're basically saying, does anyone else who ever passed, <clears throat> have you guys charged anyone but the U.S. government this price? Because if not, this is you defrauding the government. And it's... Uh, and so it starts, right? And this is, this is complicated. This is the city of D.C. deposing her, I believe, over the Trump Hotel. So I don't know if this is a state or a federal matter. I don't know how things work in D.C. I actually don't know how things work in D.C. at all. <laughs> I can't even guess. So the city government, I think, operates basically as, like, its own. It's separate from the federal government. Like, they have their own government structures in D.C. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a city state, basically. Mm-hmm. Not like a national, you know, but a city that also functions as kind of a state on its own. Yeah. Okay. I guess, uh... Well, we got to see where this goes. I don't want to put too much stock in this because we really need to see how this shakes out. All these lawsuits, so many of them could just end up being... I mean, listen, I think we're going to see a lot of the Trump kids get in a lot of trouble for all the shady shit they've done in the past four years. But everyone's got to put it on hold until Trump can't pardon anyone. So everyone's like, well, listen, no lawsuit. No lawsuit with teeth is going to begin to move forward until probably February or so because we need Biden to go in and clear out that Trump Justice Department before we like, we can't do anything. No one can be trusted. They're all we're on a ship full of rats. And I don't know if you know this, but 2020 is the year of the rat. And so we can't make a move. We can't. There are people even speculating that a Trump will pardon himself and his kids. Which you can't do until you commit the crime, until you're charged with the crime. People are arguing that he can do it. It's it's wild and scary. Yeah, well, I think Trump made us realize that maybe the president of the United States has a little too much power. The fact that a sitting president can't be like charged with a crime. That's yeah. Trump has just when are pushed we going to elect balance. our first? Se- you know what this? You know what this does propose though, is that Joe Biden. And I'm not I'm speaking in literal terms here. If Trump can pardon himself, then that means Joe Biden can p- reappoint people to the court by simply picking up a pistol and shooting Amy Coney Barrett, <laughs> shooting uh, Justice Alito, shooting uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I'm saying Biden, if, if Trump is allowed to pardon himself, the precedent has been set that the president can do anything. anything. <laughs> there are no rules. There is no guardrails on this. Biden, kill the conservatives. You're allowed to. <laughs> it's not against the law. I'm not breaking the law by saying this. Because he could just pardon himself, Because it's right? not breaking the law because he can murder people <laughs> and get away with it. Because that's the world Mitch McConnell has crafted for himself. Kamala Harris can murder Mitch McConnell in Biden's America because he can just pardon her. <laughs> he can just pardon her because that's what you guys are doing. That's the, you, who cares? Hunter Biden can bl- do a line of blow and beat Mitch McConnell to death with a fucking sludgehammer. And, and Biden know, will just pardon him, but, right? But he's my kid. 
I gotta pardon my kid. <laughs> it's precedent. It's court established precedent. We say standing over the battered corpse of Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh my god. I'm saying Joe Biden could cut Brett Kavanaugh's head off on live television. And, then and the only himself. problem and, and then he could pardon the FCC to allow them to broadcast it. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> We don't have rules anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I, that's what I've been thinking this whole time. They've been talking about that is because like they're talking about it in all this legalese. Like it could be legal. And I'm like, what do you mean? Are you not hearing the things you're saying? This is where it will go. Like, we will. This is where we, I will go straight here. <laughs> I will go straight to the murder and the bloodshed. Like it just, that is it is imperative that we go there. Like it, how does it make sense in your like when you say it to yourself in your head? You're like, okay, a sitting president can pardon pardon himself for crimes he hasn't been charged yet with, just to make sure he doesn't get in trouble in the future when he's no longer president. You like you're telling you're telling me when you say that to yourself, you're telling me that that sounds like things that a free and democratic nation would uphold. I'm just saying, how does it sound, Joe Biden? Freshly covered in the blood of his enemies, <laughs> introduces a bill to limit the presidential power of the pardon. In 2023, you know, after after, after murders all the after being <laughs> the most katana wielding president, <laughs> Joe Biden running around fucking with a fucking katana in the House of Representatives, slashing people in half. <laughs> Pardoning as he goes. Oh my God! This is, hey McConnell, you're you're asking for this. You're inviting. You've it. seen your friendly neighborhood, Joe Biden, but have you seen your samurai, Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Ronan Biden, bro? Because you're gonna get it. You're gonna taste the blade, Mitch McConnell. If you keep this obstructionist shit up, McConnell. You, you will taste the wakazashi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I, this has been fun. That's, that's, that, I think that's a good place to end it on. Just Joe Biden wielding <laughs> a sword, just slashing his opponents in half. Oh, my God. Just separating Ted Cruz's head from his brain stem. <laughs> oh my god Netflix Nick and I are available for uh for script ideas based on that premise if you guys want to hire us I just want to stress that in light of universal infinite presidential pardons nothing that we've said has been a crime nothing and I I take back nothing <laughs> pardons for all man pardons for all pa pardon America Joe <laughs> pardon America pardon me this has been totally normal politics. <laughs> Good night, America.